0: date is friday april 16th and you're listening to entertain this a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment on this week's episode we're talking about a game that has taken the world by storm monster hunter we'll delve into what makes this such a joy to play and the lore around it while drawing some connections to other popular titles as well so enjoy
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of your favorite internet podcast. That's right. You're listening to Entertain This. Entertain This. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Michael. And I'm Nick guys we recently got a show runner it is of course the lovely Mm -hmm. chloe she does our fact checking Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. us and she asks so little of us as people and as hosts (laughs) as stars on this show it's very true. one of the things she she asks of us is uh that before the show starts we give her 10 seconds of silence for editing purposes and in those 10 seconds i almost busted out laughing uh, I heard <laughs> Michael holding back laughter. He was stifling it, and I heard That's the, the worst. I heard the <laughs> loudest swallow in the fucking world. That
0: wasn't a loud swallow.
1: Check <laughs> off what uh, from doing? there. I heard it travel down his esophagus. It was <laughs> gross. The thing vibrated his no, microphone. Just put
2: his microphone like right up to his neck. I did just not. So he, <laughs> he was just what like, are you talking
1: about? Mm-mm. And I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to leave it in. You guys won't. You know what? I will leave it in. It's going to be a weird-ass intro, but if you're wondering what the fuck you were watching before, it was that. I wanted you to hear that so that you know how bad it was.
2: So I was was laughing that entire time because I thought back to last week, where I completely forgot that we were supposed to be quiet... And I just started busting out singing to myself in the yeah. middle of that
0: silence <laughs> you did. and we had to start over. I do remember yeah. that as
1: well, And that was Chloe's first week with us, so that yeah. <laughs> rough start rough start for her. Um, but uh, another thing since you mentioned last week, I do have an update, uh, which is not something Ooh. that we do very often here. but uh, if you guys remember my quick this from last week, I talked about uh. Little Nas X and his right. yep. current debacle with mischief and the uh, the Satan shoe and all of that. There has yep. been a, a breaking update in the story, so I'm gonna do something a little uh, a little uncanny, a little new, and I'm going to do a quick this update here at the hmm, top of the show. Okay. So right. uh,
0: so edit in the like
1: the like news thing, you know what I mean? Just edit in over me singing it there. The right one. Um, And I'll get right into it. So uh, in the news, we we've we figured out that uh, Nike as as a brand was receiving backlash for the Satan shoe. Of course,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Um, for those of you who didn't listen in last week, basically Lil Nas X made a song called uh, Monta something. I don't know the pronunciation of it, but I'm sure that we will figure it out shortly. Um, But the the song basically was uh, a story in the music video of him dealing with the fact that he uh, he was kind of being being haunted by uh, the fact that he was gay and him coming to terms with that. And it was kind of a call out to the uh, to the Christian religion being like. This is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. And if you don't like it, well, balls to you. Um, and in doing so, to help promote this song, he partnered with Mischief, a brand uh, that does these dead drops of these super rare items, uh, one of them being a Jesus shoe. Uh, and he made a, a kind of counter that called the uh, Satan shoe. I think our fact checker is, is ready with the information that I was requesting. <laughs>
0: wow
3: what's up guys hey what's up fact checker (laughs) chloe anyway stream montero parentheses Ah, call me by your name
1: montero by little naz x i totally would have gotten that wrong so glad that that you were here uh do you have any more fun facts about it i think there are some fun facts like i think that it's you can check me on this i think it's currently uh streaming number one in like a shit ton of countries. I don't have the exact list, but I think like the U S was finally one. A little side note was that Lil Nas X said on Twitter that if he could get uh, the song to number one, in like certain countries he would buy socks for all of his Twitter followers. He said, I'll buy a pack of Hanes <laughs> socks for all my Twitter followers. Today he tweeted <laughs> he today he tweeted after this list was released, uh, he said, Oh shit, that's a lot of socks.
3: <laughs> it's definitely number one on the Billboard charts right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So that's yeah. that's really interesting.
3: Well thank you Chloe. To me. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> so uh, getting back into it basically so the song's
0: called Montero that, it's called Montero is a type of cheese or it's, it's a type of wine
1: Montero call me uh call me by your name in parentheses um uh, but name. but the what we covered last week was the repercussions of him making this Satan shoe uh out of uh-huh. a Nike air Max I think it was a 98 19, a 1998 Nike air Max is was what he based the shoe off of Not a so yeah <laughs> the the uh christians decided that and you know what it's not all of them so don't don't think that it's all of them but a group of um of christians decided that they were going to attack the nike brand um and blame them for the release of this shoe this satan shoe and nike actually had nothing to do with the production of the shoe in fact Mm -hmm. it was a uh It was a custom shoe made by artists working for Mischief who made them. So all Nike did was sell them the base shoe and then Mischief took care of the rest. The problem was was that it was advertised as a Nike shoe on the Mischief Mm. website. So Nike did go ahead and move forward with a lawsuit. So here's your update is that it settled that Mischief and Mischief. First off, was of course, going to pay a fine to Nike. Mm -hmm. Because uh, obviously, but also all 666 of the custom Nikes, um, they were told they were not allowed to fulfill any of those orders and all must be uh, refunded back to the people who bought them. Oh, shit. Now, that being said, who's to say what's going on in the background? Because there are a lot of people who are posting on the secondary shoe market that they have received their shoes and oh. they're now selling <laughs> them. So <laughs> the price I think. I think a number of the shoes, possibly all of them, were already shipped by the time they were told they weren't allowed to ship them. And I yep. think the agreement made with Nike was we will not ship any more out.
2: Mm, <laughs> On a limited release man. that sold out in the first like two minutes, we will sell.
1: <laughs> they said we will not sell, we will not ship out any more, but there's nothing we can do about the ones we already shipped out. There were only six hundred and sixty-six so chances are they all got out there yeah (laughs) the only one that wouldn't have made it out was the 666th pair that Lil Nas X was planning on giving away the day before this happened Uh, he was not allowed to complete that giveaway but I think the rest of them might have made it out which is pretty fucking funny actually (laughs) yeah okay so that's my update that's my quick this update um I'm going to not delay this episode any longer. We're all super excited to see what you brought uh to the table today, Michael, to to share with us.
0: Excuse me. It's your uh it's your week there, son.
1: Yeah, it's the it's the third week of the month, so
0: Okay.
2: Give me one second to pull up
1: Google. You wait. What? (laughs) What's happening? Uh Oh no! Uh, Are you are you are you fucking with us right? No! Don't don't take (laughs) Chloe. Take away that banner. Don't show that right now. (laughs) This (laughs) This is a bad bad time. This is a bad time (laughs) to be Uh, be showing that.
2: Oh. I I will preface with this. I have had a busy week.
1: Okay. And I completely forgot that this week was my. Okay, so should we stop recording? Should we? uh, No, I can. I
2: can can pull something out of my butt.
1: Oh No, I don't know what entertainment um, you store in your butt, but I don't uh, Let's
2: see. Oh, I've been playing a game that I Really am enjoying
1: called Monster Hunter. We could talk about that. Oh, well lucky for you uh, I have this ready Monster, hunter monster, monster. Hunter, monster <laughs> hunter, monster Hunter, Monster Hunter, Monster
2: Hunter, Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter, Monday, 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 Monster Hunter
1: Rally, Monster Hunter Rally. Oh man, Monster Trucks would be a really good episode, too.
0: That would be. Monster Trucks, yeah. Ooh, go back to that. the times
1: of the Gravedigger. Sunday, 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 see the Gravedigger take on the Undertaker, the wrestler, not the truck. <laughs>
0: Just runs them over. <laughs> All right, that's the end. Thanks for watching, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, so we're gonna talk about Monster Hunter. It's a video Monster game. Hunter, yeah. It is, is a video like, game. Is it like Pokemon where you go out and you collect mm-hmm. monsters?
2: In parts. and you kind of. So I'll just give a quick little overview. Monster Hunter is like a action RPG that takes place in this low magic setting. So like there's not like any like big spells or anything like that. Like it's magical in the sense that like there's creatures that are like, I guess, magical in biology or whatnot. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there's like some low technology, like there's some like steam power stuff going on. But the whole premise of this world is that the, you are a human in a world filled with giant monsters that can kill you at any point.
1: But it's not just human like life?
2: Yeah, I guess. No. (laughs) But in this case, the humans have figured out ways to take the different bits and pieces from the monsters after they've killed them and turn them into uh, different, like, useful things like armor and weapons and even things like parts of the constructions of their houses and shit like that. Um, Okay. But I... So I had never played Monster Hunter until uh, a few years back when an iteration of the game called Monster Hunter World came out for PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Are we on PlayStation 5 now? That's right. Yeah. So it came
1: hey, out for PlayStation I, 4. I have obtained a PlayStation 5. Oh, you lucky oh, bastard. rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm holding up a Tony right now.
0: Basically, I want to thank uh, my my employers. <laughs> I like to thank uh, Mr. Joe Biden for the stimulus check to help me buy it. The- <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, Monster Hunter. So uh, I had just kind of heard through the grapevine that this is like a game that people got like very easily addicted to, and this is back when like I didn't even really know you guys. So like. I was just looking for something to fulfill the whole of like not really having any friends or just oh. kind of like just trying to figure something out to do. So I was like, sure, something that will take up all of my time. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't using it anyway. Why not? Yeah. So I jumped into it and I fell in love and I ended up putting in over a th- one and a half thousand hours in a Monster Hunter world between my PlayStation account. And then I also bought it later on for my computer when it came out later. Wow. So
1: so Monster Hunter is a game where you can. So I'm guessing it's not strictly story based. It's not a narrative no. that you have to uh, that you're kind of forced into.
2: There is one. And usually you kind of have to like follow along with the narrative to like unlock stuff. But okay. the whole gimmick of the game is that you are a monster hunter. You are just a regular human who like the witcher will. No, because the witcher's like an upgraded human, okay, like he's got like powers and such. But like, no, this you are just like a regular human, and your job is to go out and kill monsters and gather its parts so that you can bring it back to your camp and you can have those different parts be made into better armor and weapons
0: hmm.
1: so you can go out and fight monsters to bring back their parts. Yup. Turn it into better armor and weapons. Yup. So this is this is Pokemon. If Pokemon were at all realistic,
2: I guess. Yeah. Except if you weren't like fighting Pokemon versus Pokemon. Imagine a trainer just going out and beating the shit out of a Pikachu.
1: So, like I was saying, <laughs> if if Pokemon were realistic at all, and again, I can delve into yeah. Pokemon lore. For hours, because there are so many things about the Pokemon world that confuse me. If you think about it on a like logic sense, but if Pokemon were real, you cannot tell me that they would patiently wait for you to produce an animal for them to fight before they would just come and kick your fucking ass as a human. If we're talking
2: like, if we're talking like team rocket situation where it's like yeah it's like I'm just not a <laughs> yeah. good person
1: yeah no i mean like pokemon like wild pokemon should oh. uh, theoretically they shouldn't battle your pokemon they should kick your fucking ass
2: well is right that isn't that kind of like the insinuation of like the first step you take into tall grass and oak cast to be
0: like wait <laughs> don't do it
1: (laughs) maybe that's the insinuation is that the whole thing is like pokemon will kill you if you don't have one but here's what i'm (laughs) saying is pokemon is a turn-based game yeah so there are laws to the pokemon fight that the wild pokemon understand and they shouldn't if pokemon were real if pokemon were real And you ran into, even like a Charizard, you're telling me a lizard that produces fire out of its ass isn't about to fucking murk a 12-year-old. You're out your goddamn mind.
0: Yeah, no, you're Hmm. right. (laughs) I guess I've never applied logic to Pokemon before now.
1: (laughs) Take it this way. Okay, you're with your friends. You're camping, okay? You're out camping in the woods.
0: I do be Suddenly,
1: in our world... You're camping, it's late at night, you hear a rustle outside of your tent, you open the little flap, and there's a giant fucking fuck-all grizzly bear in front of you. Yep.
2: Or in Pokemon terms, an Ursa Ring, yeah, all right. mm-hmm. yep.
1: If it were an Ursa Ring, I'm thinking, oh shit, I know the catch rate on this motherfucker, I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> but me as a squishy catch human rate. being, I'm like, God, I hope that it doesn't rip this tent open, because it's gonna find a sack of meat, and I'm that sack of meat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're with me in saying that, like, if Pokemon were at all realistic, the Pokemon would fucking kill you, and yeah. for that reason, Monster Hunter is a Pokemon. If Pokemon were realistic, and yeah, you had I to just way. start fucking that. killing the Pokemon, because if you don't, they will kill you first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I see that. <laughs> you're disu- okay. Okay, hit me with it. Debate this. We haven't done this segment in a while. Welcome to Debate This. This is the part of the show where me and Nick have logic puzzles that we argue who's right about. Go ahead.
0: I wouldn't say it's a logic puzzle. I mean, I agree with you. And Pokemon's not about fighting people. It's about the friends you make along the way. It's about using uh, your animals to fight for you so you don't have to do the work.
1: Uh, Michael, may I have a rebuttal?
0: Why is he the moderator?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, you can have a rebuttal. I was going to rebut it for you, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> hey, Nick, when you made us as your friends, and we are mm-hmm. your friends. I care about you deeply. Mm-hmm. When you, when we became your friends, did you kick the shit out of us until we were incapacitated and then nurse us back to health so that we were tricked into being your friend in a sort of Stockholm Syndrome-esque relationship?
0: I thought about mm-hmm. it. I can't. I can't say that I did, but... The way you're talking right now makes me want to wish I could go back in time. (laughs)
1: Kick my ass. I want to go back in time and kick your ass right now, Alex. (laughs) Me too. Me too, Nick. I also want to go back in time and kick my ass. But that being said, if it's about the friends you make along the way, you have a funny way of making friends because that's Mm -hmm. how you get
0: Pokemon. I don't know what Pokemon's about, but I know Monster Hunter isn't like that. So. Nope, not at all. <laughs> it's an RPG. So, yeah, so it's an action RPG. But like the really
2: unique factor about it is the fact that like the, your character, your individual character in Monster Hunter never gets any better. Like you you have no skills that actually go up. Like your speed doesn't go up. Your power doesn't go up or anything like that. The only things that determine an increase in your character's power Is the equipment that you use and your own skill at the game. So before Dark Souls ever came out, which like one of the things that Dark Souls is really famous for is having like really slow but intentional combat where you have to study your opponent, you have to be able to be able to dodge out of the way of their attacks by knowing (laughs) that it's coming, being able to analyze like your windows for opportunities for attack. So before dark souls ever came out monster hunter was actually doing this so one of the big keys that monster hunter has is it has very technical and can be very slow combat and the whole shtick is that with these different monsters every single monster has its own unique set of moves and attacks that it has it has its own set of behaviors uh and your goal
0: yeah i'll retract (laughs) that statement maybe this is more like pokemon than i realized (laughs) but
2: and your job as like the hunter is to get to know their movesets and analyze their behaviors so that way you can take advantage of them to take them down faster which is how people which is how your character gets better
1: can i ask you a question that is usually a make or break for these kind of games for me sure go ahead is it turn-based combat no Oh,
0: I typically don't like turn based combat. Not. Oh no, so the whole thing fuck. is that
2: you are in like third person in real time having to dodge out of the way of this stuff. And like one of like so one of the big things that you'll see when looking at like art for this game of like hunters is like a lot of art has hunters carrying a like a great sword. But like when we think of like a great sword, we're thinking like five feet long, but like still like a hands width at the most of the blade. No, Monster Hunter, it's literally the entire length of their body and wider than your wider than your body and thicker than like your waist. So wider it's than more your like a giant thicker club. than a snicker.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thick.
2: So think Thick. of it like uh someone took like six surfboards, taped them all together, put a handle on it, and then <laughs> called it a sword. That's extremely that's, heavy. That's like the the size of the greatsword.
0: <laughs> Gotta be heavy.
2: But the whole the whole thing with it is like you attack very slowly, like you have to charge (laughs) up your attack. The actual like swing can take like one and a half seconds to do. But the payoff is that like one hit from this great sword will do like like a 25th of the monster's health versus like your normal weapon attacks, which will only do like one 300th. Uh, But so it's it really encapsulates the whole idea of the slow and methodical combat with a deep like understanding of analysis that you have to mm -hmm. have.
1: That kind of reminds me of the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies where. Before combat would break out, he would like break down every single move and like play it out in his head what the outcome was going to be with everything that he did. Uh, And then you would get to see in real time that fight happening. That's what that's what it makes me think of when you say like combat based on analysis. Mm -hmm. Um, My next question, Michael and Mm -hmm. understand at this point what this episode has become is michael tries to talk alex into buying monster hunter before the end (laughs) of the episode because i will shell out the money as we're talking right now especially if i can get it on like a system that i don't play as often as i should like switch which i think it is on
2: switch the newest one monster hunter rise just came out on switch not too long ago I do wow. know
1: that. So that's exciting. Wow. Um, but but my next question in trying to convince myself to purchase this game before uh, before this episode over, which is what this podcast is all about, is trying to convince each other to partake in these certain things or to entertain this, if you will. Um, how big are the monsters, bro? What's the biggest Ooh. one? How big is the biggest <laughs> one? How small <laughs> is the smallest one? So what's I the, don't what's m- the size range here?
2: Okay, so you in the game you have like you can have like really small like monsters that are the same size as like Cleo, for example. Yeah, uh, hey, that's my
1: dog. She's currently yeah. laying under my bed because it is a sweltering <laughs> 86 degrees here.
2: Yeah. Which she's like what, like 30 pounds? Somewhere around there. Yeah, so like that would be like the smallest one that you could like actually like hunt and like get in get stuff from there's other like small like bugs and stuff that you can use to gather materials and stuff but the biggest one I don't know about Monster Hunter Rise but in Monster Hunter World there the the last monster of the game it was called Xenojiva uh and Xenojiva uh was about the size of a I'm trying to think what would be a good comparison um <laughs> probably a like a cruise building. ship
0: oh snap and it was a giant fuck all dragon standing up like like straight
2: like on its on it all fours it was the length oh. of a cruise ship
0: Ooh. hey that's a big monster yeah Ooh, yeah funny. it's
2: big it's big and you gotta fight it
0: <laughs> is this like um shadow of the colossus you remember that old game it feels a lot that. like that it you feels like climb a lot up that. the monster and then get to its head and stab it right in yeah. the, back the neck or something. You
2: you, genu- you don't do a lot of like climbing of the monster. So there is like this whole subsystem where if you do attack, if you attack the monster while you are in the air, because you can do like jumping attacks and stuff, then at, when you hit like a certain damage threshold and you can uh, you can ride the monster uh and when you ride the monster in world essentially you can just like attack it and attack and attack and you have to like it's like a quick time event game kind of where you have to like the monster is going to say like it's going to telegraph like it's going to like try and bump you off it's going to try and hit a wall and you have to like either brace or you have to move out of the way so that way the part that it's hitting against the wall won't be you Hmm. um and uh but in rise one of the big key features of this brand new game is that you don't like ride the mo- or you like don't mount the monster and just like don't really control it. You like get full control over the monster like so you can attack other monsters with the monster that you are now controlling. You can have access to all of its attacks that you can use. You can try and like shoot it into walls to do damage to it. Um, hmm. It's really really fun.
1: Oingo, uh, oingo. Oh yeah, but <laughs> um, good. Okay, so I have another question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there different spawn rates for different monsters? Are there like super rare monsters that maybe you don't see every playthrough? Uh are there like legendary monsters that you can hunt? Well,
2: here, let's let's Pokemon. Let's take it a step back first. Cause um one of the the big things of this is that like there are different environments, but in order to really like go out and hunt a monster you have to accept a mission from like a board or like a quest giver or something this
1: was gonna be one of my next questions is what is the story arc that you're following in this and i think that that's what we're getting into now so if you want to start from the beginning
2: okay well let's we'll go through world because world is i i don't know rise yet because i haven't beaten it But uh, with world, you basically start as a brand new hunter who is coming from who's being transported to this new camp, uh, which they call like it's the new world. You basically take a ship across the sea to the new world and you start as just kind of like this regular hunter that just rises through the ranks by taking down important missions throughout like the story. Um, You take down different monsters that just grow and grow and grow and become more and more and more difficult not it's not always that they get bigger, but the monsters always try to get more difficult by either having like just a more difficult move set or just hitting you harder. Hmm. Um, and by the end of it, the whole, the whole thing that you're working up to is just trying to get as much information as you can about these monsters. Cause in a lot of the games this is like the first time that you're like that anyone is encountering some of these monsters. Um, And so you kind of serve as like this guy to go out, beat them down and get test samples to bring back to the camp so that way they can figure out how to use their stuff or just to learn more about it. And by the end of the game, you are taking on these things known as like Elder Dragons, which Elder Dragons like is just a classification. It's not necessarily like they are all like look like dragons. It's just the qualification of like they don't necessarily know how to qualify this monster in any other category. Hmm. So elder dragon is just kind of like the blanket term for like a very, very strong, but unqualifiable monster. Okay. Uh, But so when it goes into like, whether there's like spawn rates and all that, it doesn't work that way. Uh, It's essentially like you get a random assortment of missions that you can accept. Throughout the story, it's like very regimented, though, like so you have like specific missions that you can tackle throughout the story. But when you get to like the end of the game, you get different. You can accept like randomized missions that will tell you like, okay, go hunt two or three of this monster. Go hunt like one of this monster, another of this kind and another of this kind. Um, So it's not necessarily that it has anything to do with spawn rates, more so just like what you are assigned and what's available for you to be assigned.
0: Hmm. Okay, so this almost seems like a series of dare I say fetch quests, but they aren't fetch quests because you have to kill something. So I guess it's a go here, kill this. type of. Yeah, quest. it's
2: ba- it's basically like go out into this environment, search for this monster, gather the materials that you think you would need while you are searching for this monster and then fight it. And you'll have to like there'll be different points during the fight where you have to take it down to like a certain amount of health. The monster being like an actual like thinking thing will be like, hey, I'm getting my ass kicked. I need to run away. So like you oh. actually have to go and like track the monster. And so a lot of the process is like if you don't have any way of just knowing where the monster is, you have to actually like find its footprints. You have to find like the different signs that it leaves behind to lead you to the monster.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, it's almost like you're a real hunter. Yeah, almost because <laughs> hunters out in the and the woods, or when they're hunting like deer or squirrel, wherever the hell they hunt out there, they look yeah. for you know prints and mm-hmm. droppings and yep. branches bent. And you do like have
2: to take like some droppings. You have to take some samples to find that and stool samples. If you oh will. yeah, and you can even <laughs> use uh, you can even use uh, dung as it's called uh, as uh, a tool. Uh, So like one of the the things you can do is you can (laughs) make this thing called like a dung pod and the whole thing is like you shoot it at a monster to like send it away because there will be times when you're fighting like your targeted monster and another stronger monster will come in and try and fuck everything up and will try and kill you and the monster that you're fighting and the only way to really get it to go away is to either like beat it down so that way, it runs away on its own, or shoot a dung pot at it, which will just make you go, "ew, gross," and run away. <laughs> Ew, poopy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the things that like I really, really love about this game is how much detail is taken into like the actual behaviors, because it's one of those things when you're like, you can tell a lot of the times when you're playing a game that like this is just like it is AI. Like you're, yeah. like you could tell it's like this is something computer generated that is just going through its steps, mm-hmm. but. When playing these games, a lot of the times, like the monster that you're fighting feels like a real biological being like that would behave as you would envision this being to be. Um, so like one of the monsters that uh, that you fight in the first in or not in the first game in world is this thing called a great Jagrus. And the whole idea of it is that it is like a large like lizard But at some point, uh, if you hurt it enough, it will run away. And when it gets to a spot where it'll run away, it it itself, while it's running away, will track another smaller monster and it will try and get there and it will swallow the entire monster as a form of it trying to, like, get its health back. And then that will actually, like, change the form of the monster and give it new moves and new attacks to fight
1: against you.
0: Huh. Wow.
2: Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, so that's some advanced AI. Yeah, it has a little snack. And then all of a sudden it's it's now full monster who doesn't want to maybe eat so much, but he's got a full belly. So maybe he's going to move a little slower, that type of stuff.
2: But yeah, and so there's all this really specific attention to detail um, that is going into how the monster behaves and also like the animations that go along with it. It's not just like how what it's doing, but how it's doing it. Um, So like. As an example, um, let's see, what what would be a good example um, here? There is a monster in world that is called a Puke Puke, um, which it gets the name because it will like the monster will actually vomit, shoot like projectile poisonous vomit at you or like spit or something um, as like its form of defense. And what it'll do is like it will like get stressed out while it's fighting you, and it will like shoot the more stressed out it gets, the more it like vomits up uh and that like and the behavior the animations and the behavior of that is like matches exactly what you'd think like the eyes get really big and bug eyed uh <laughs> and you see it just start like freaking out more and more and more uh um, the poor thing, yeah. <laughs>
0: Do you ever feel empathy for these monsters when you're killing them? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You feel bad.
2: Yeah. Sometimes. But at the same time, like it feels really good to get the quest complete.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You got to balance those two things. Like, yeah. Am I killing a cute furry animal or am I hungry? And do I want the meat, you know, stuff like that?
2: (laughs) Well, and it's also like, Ooh, but I really want this, this sword and I need Mm. to kill it and get its parts to make this sword.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, for some reason, in my head, I can't make the disconnect between monster and dinosaur, because even when you were just describing that, I was thinking the first Jurassic Park movie, yeah. where like <laughs> Nedry gets spit up, spitted on, Oh yeah, gets <laughs> hucked pooty uh, right in the face. <laughs> I or remember so, I watched that scene, and that gave
2: me nightmares.
1: <laughs> yeah, that it was rough. Yeah. Um, but but that's what I'm thinking. So. I assume that that's not correct, that they are not all reptilian and not all monsters. Not all of them like, are. Like dinos. No,
2: no. no not I all of them I imagine some are. are. Yes, very much. Uh, like, there are some that look just straight up like dragons, like what you would think a dragon looks like. There are some that just look like that. Um, have no
0: problem killing them. Yeah. All day. And
2: then there's like other ones that you can like, that you can, that are like more amphibious that will like swim in and out of the water. Uh like there's one that uh is called a Juriotados. Uh a lot of them have really weird names, uh, but where it like it you fight it mostly in the water and what it'll do is it will like actually swirl around in mud and use the mud as a form of armor. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh there's lots yeah, of this just is kind very, of crazy. very unique ideas. One, one of the really unique ideas that I that made me like instantly fall in love with the game before I ever even fought a monster is the fact that throughout this game, you have a small companion uh, that is basically just a very large cat that can talk kind of and that walks on its back legs and it this will actually go animation
1: with you. that's like going crazy right now. Yeah, they're called felines. Uh, oh,
2: like feline, a little people. feline.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, feline. How are you?
2: And you get full customization over the cat. Like you get to choose exactly how it looks. Uh, you can even down to like just how it how it like sounds, like what it meows sounds like.
1: Um, <laughs> Cute. And can you get like you, the like super himbo meow where it's like meow? No, <laughs> it's like super weird oh, and like God. manly. I don't know oh, where it's like that's the- from. No, 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 I, I think what you're thinking from. of
2: I think what you're thinking of is the like when you slow down Yoshi's bring-ha <laughs> Bring-ha, 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 bring-ha
1: Bring-ha <laughs> I think you're right And that's so yeah. scary
2: <laughs> It's one of my yeah, favorite videos I... on the internet
1: <laughs> um, but, Guys, but yeah, I think I'm so, haunted now by that
2: Probably, but you've been cursed. Oh, no. <laughs> so one one of the things that goes along with having this feline is that like so while you are stocking up and creating all this new equipment and upgrading it for yourself, you can also deck out your cat. Okay, so you can put your cat in a giant suit of armor. You could put your cat in uh like there's some like high level like equipments that are just like it's a fairy costume <laughs> that you just put your cat in. You give it like a magic wand. That it will use to like hit monsters with that does blunt
0: damage. <laughs> so this is similar to uh, Spyro's little uh, dragonfly that swoops around and picks up the gems for him. Oh, yeah. It's that's actually reference. a good comparison. Yeah. It's an old reference, but I think yeah. it flies. Because well, one of the things too like is <laughs> like the,
2: the, your cat will go and like pick up materials for you as you're going searching for the monster. Or like yeah. when you're fighting the monster, sometimes like bits and pieces of the monster that you want will just like fall off of it. And sometimes your cat will just go over and pick it up for you. Good
0: job, kitty.
1: Here's my next question: then, is can this cat die? And will I have to call off work to mourn its loss?
0: (laughs) Nope. Mourn its passing? Nope.
2: It could only faint. Just like it is like a Pokemon Pokemon. in that (laughs) case.
0: Huh. Why is everything like Pokemon?
2: (laughs) But a good question. One of the best parts, aside from just having a cat that will go out and fight with you, is that Very cool. you, there are lots of other cats in this world. Like, there are cats that are like merchants. Um, and, oh, and <laughs> is this a cat's you,
1: world and we're just living in it? Basically,
2: <laughs> yeah, I would so say maybe you're there's a lot the of pet. people, there's a lot of people that would argue that that's the case right now in our world.
0: <laughs> yeah, hmm. I call for cookie. He doesn't come over. He doesn't give a shit. Mm -mm. You go to him. Feed me or what? (laughs) So how
1: many? So how many humans are in this world in comparison to cats? Because now I now Um, I have a now I have a conspiracy at hand. So far
2: in Rise, it's like a pretty like it's like a fifty fifty split. But there's definitely like more important human characters, and there are more important like cat characters. Okay. So like, there's I, a few that are like merchants and stuff, though.
1: So, so can what you're saying is there is no chance that it is in fact the case that you do not have a cat companion. The cat has a human companion.
2: No, I don't. And don't you're, think you're actually have.
1: just you're just his <laughs> instrument of destruction as he collects things.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> the cat's playing a long con. I was gonna draw one more metaphor, if if I may. Maybe this game is like. Can it could it be compared to Minecraft? if the blocks were moving living things and you had to like mine the iron off of the blocks that are actually monsters, so there's you can a- upgrade your equipment, so you have a diamond sword as opposed to like an iron sword, that kind of stuff? Kind of.
2: Imagine it's, there's a lot less like um I'm trying to think like there's a lot less freedom uh, to Monster Hunter than there is to like Minecraft. Or like Minecraft you can literally just go do whatever you want. Right. Uh, with Monster Hunter, it's like the entire shtick is like Go out, gather materials, track monster, kill monster, make better things, use better things to kill monster better.
1: And then the end goal is to defeat this, like, giant fuck all monster.
2: Yeah. And then, like, even after that, it's like, cool. Like, usually there's lots of, like, equipment that is hard to get, like, because it requires, like, really rare materials off of the monsters. So then even after you do that, it's okay. Go back and kill these monsters that you killed before. Just better. To get even better stuff.
0: Oh, hmm. so like say your diamond sword can now kill this giant toad a little bit better and you get like his, uh, organ sack mm-hmm. that you did need to build a backpack or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> y'all hear what the goddamn Gen Zers did? What do they do?
0: What do those mm-hmm. Gen Zer yeah. zoomer fillers uh, do?
1: Diamonds are no longer the best material in Minecraft.
0: Oh, that's right. It's netherite now. Netherite. Which is essentially just uh, diamond, but... Diamond
1: with a coating of something. It's diamond-coated. Diamond is no longer the best.
2: I haven't enjoyed Minecraft since they actually put in a food meter. (laughs)
1: Like, I liked
2: it much better when it was just like, you eat food, you get health. I like the Skyrim rules.
1: Here's a a little inside baseball... uh, for our fans out there, we had a stint at one point where we were all playing Minecraft, all mm-hmm.
0: of us I, I still play We Minecraft all bought it here and there.
1: we all yeah, we all bought a account. We were all playing on the same world. um Michael played for approximately six hours in which he <laughs> built he built uh, he, well, he dug a giant hole in the side of a mountain. He put down a platform to which he was gonna build his house out of various mm-hmm. woods. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and then he jumped off of that platform and died on and accident, that was michael's yes. that was michael's minecraft stint that was his minecraft run with yep. us and then his <laughs> girlfriend started playing and built a giant fuck all castle that eventually ate michael's original house
0: yep <laughs> oh is that what happened <laughs> yep and that's what happened <laughs> okay yeah.
2: she didn't want my effort to go to waste
0: <laughs> good on her what a girlfriend.
2: Yeah, because it definitely cycling, felt like it man. did go to waste for me.
1: <laughs> so so yeah. Michael had hasn't played Minecraft since they had a food bar. That is correct. But he did try. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not so,
2: saying that that's the last time I played. I'm saying that's the last time I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Oh, and he, we were all just, having fun. We were like, board. oh, look at this. Look at this thing we're building. Oh, we're making a little community. We're yeah. going to name it. Look, we're making community buildings and stuff. And then we just would see Michael like... In the background.
2: Well, it's either that, or you'd hear me yelling in the background because a creeper came up behind me and blew half my shit up. Yes, we don't like creepers.
0: We don't like creepers one bit.
2: No, but anyways, yeah, Minecraft. Um, it's similar, but like, yeah, a lot less freedom. Uh, Yeah, that's
0: that's what I was comparing it more to. Is like the the asset aspect aspect of it that you upgrade your equipment over time using the materials that you find. Mm-hmm. all around yeah.
2: you kind of like imagine like in minecraft you go out you kill a chicken and instead of it dropping like feathers or like a chicken breast or something or it dro- no actually it would still drop that but then you use the chicken breast and the feathers to create a chicken sword mm. and the chicken sword's better than your other sword <laughs> so then, then you go kill a cow my food yeah so then you go kill a cow and you take its I don't know, it's horns and it's udders <coughs> or something. And it's you, leather, but yeah, that's or fine. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it, it drops steak. I mean, steak's delicious. So, you yeah, to wish it. Yeah, so to the point steak. where
2: to the point where at the end of the game you are creating like armor and uh weapons out of like the nether dragon.
0: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But like
2: your whole thing is like you keep going to kill the nether dragon to get even more bits and pieces. And then maybe eventually they like Mojang comes out and releases like the double negative
0: nether dragon. The super duper dragon. Yeah. <laughs> they actually
1: just... kinda are doing that though, because what? they they are releasing like bigger, badder monsters. There's now the Wither, which exists in Minecraft.
0: Oh, that's true. He's he's oh. kind of like a mini boss, I'd say. Mm-hmm. That you choose to summon. It's not just there when you go to a certain place, like the Nether Dragon is. Or Ender Dragon, excuse me.
1: Yeah. See, the only thing holding me back from like buying Monster Hunter right now is the fact that it's third person. I'm like way more into first person shit like this.
2: I get that. Have you ever played like any Dark Souls games or anything like that?
1: I played them with you for a little bit and then I had a long time where I watched people play them.
2: Gotcha. Okay. So, I mean, it. This sort of game in my mind just doesn't work as a first person game because like the whole the whole shtick of a first person game is you having a limited view. Like it is you viewing it as if you are this first person, but a really important part of it is having a wider field of vision to be able to see just how big these monsters are and to see their full animation to see what they're doing, but then also being able to see the animation that your character is in itself doing Mm -hmm. because like otherwise like it becomes a lot harder to time up like like specific things that you do like. Some of the weapons that you can use are very complicated. Um, so like I'll do like a quick rundown of some of the weapons that they have. So there's the great sword, uh, mm-hmm. which is basically Which is just very great. Very great. <laughs> there's the long sword, which is basically like imagine a katana, but like it's nine feet long. Uh and that's the great sword. Or that's the long sword. Uh very there <laughs> there are um there's a hammer. Uh, but the hammer, the size of like the mallet would be the size of like a giant oil drum. Uh, um, and, oh, and get this. So like one of the things that you have to do is while you're fighting the monster, uh, your weapon will like dull. So you have to like stop in the middle of combat and like sharpen your weapon to make it like back to being as good as it was. Hmm. You have to sharpen your hammer. (laughs)
0: no that's not how it works (laughs) (laughs) it's a bludgeon you don't cut anything with it
3: yeah i know if you hit something
0: hard enough maybe it will i don't know
2: (laughs) it's it's kind of like the thing just how all of the melee weapons work is you have to stop and sharpen any of the melee weapons and that includes the big fuck all hammer
1: So do you play as somebody or is it like a customize your own character sort of thing?
2: It's a customize your character sort of thing,
1: but mm.
2: it's you can you customize your character and how they look, but there really isn't anything like behavioral wise or like there aren't any like dialogue options or anything like that. Um, but like the big control that you have is over how you undertake the different hunts and the gear that, that kind of reminds me with. of
1: the that kind of reminds me of the fable games. Do you guys remember those?
0: the the fable
1: games were a lot i
2: i loved the fable games but like the fable games were a lot more like the like you pick your destiny while like picking the way that you play along the way but like the big the big seller was like how will your choices impact the story and like what you're able to do um whereas like with monster hunter you can switch it out at any point like if you you don't have to like be dedicated to a run like or a play style it's like sure if you want to play 95% of the game with a great sword but like the last 5% of the game you want to do it with a bow like sure go ahead you could do that like and oh. you won't suffer like the only thing that you will suffer like penalty the only penalty that you have is familiarity like because the one of the large factors of how well you do is your skill with the weapon that you're using and your familiarity with its move set hmm. and so,
0: so a lot of the game from like typical rpgs where you're locked into a path yep like you have to build your character from the ground up you're like all right let's let's say it's fallout and i always like to use small guns that's you know that's yeah. what you got to use until the final boss battle so it's kind of refreshing to hear that from yeah this yeah game.
2: like it, it's one of those things where it's like if at some if at any point like the game gets stale like the way that you're playing the game gets stale you just swap to another weapon and you oh, can, yeah. you, can re, you can learn that uh, and like because like you have to go through the process of relearning all the combos like all of the like its whole move set what it's really good at so like the great swords really good for like hit and run uh, because it's like you can pull it out and hit a monster really like a lot more quickly than you can if you just keep it out and try and swing at it or like the bow the bow is really good for like mid-range like dashing in and out combat uh, okay. there's also a thing called an insect glaive the insect glaive is basically like the whole idea is that it is a long, like two sided glaive that uh, you use to launch yourself up into the air and attack the monster from above. Um, and what that leads to happening is that the people who use the insect, glaive, they can mount the monster really easily so they can initiate like that mounted combat or that riding the monster and controlling it a lot easier than any other class can. Um, Or you have even just like a simple sword and shield where it's very easy to learn. Like you can hop in, do quick damage, not a lot of damage, but you can do lots of like quick combos, but it's very versatile. You have an ability to guard for monsters hits, which not a lot of weapons have.
1: uh, And you get to learn that play style. Hmm. Another uh, Pokemon reference.
0: Is it? Sword and shield. Mm -hmm. Sword and
1: Mm shield. Oh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: that was nice. (laughs) Got you Very there, good. didn't I? Very good. Yeah, so I guess with a lot of these games, one thing that really draws me to RPGs is the setting. So mm-hmm. maybe if you could talk a little bit about the setting, that'd be uh, yeah, a... Yeah, yeah.
2: So I, I talked about it a little bit at the beginning, but like I think one of the things that really drove me when I first played uh, Monster Hunter World for the first time was the story and the setting. Um, right, so the story is that you are a hunter coming from this old continent to the new world uh, with a bunch of researchers to try and, like, understand the new world through means of killing uh, <laughs> all the local okay. wildlife. Um, like you do when you find a new continent, right? I yeah. Mean, come on. And so one of the one of the most striking things for me was, like, at the very beginning of the game, you things go to hell. Uh, you are on the back of a giant uh, elder dragon. Uh, that lifts you high into the air and what it wasn't necessarily the fact that I was being lifted by a giant monster into the air it was the fact that like the ship the ship you know how like how ships on the bottom uh have like bracing so like there's mm-hmm. like either like one long strand of wood and like all the bracing might be like internal and all that but there's bracing to hold it all together
0: there's a name for that that I don't know neither do I but in <laughs> monster hunter
2: the bracing is made out of a giant giant monster spine Like they basically took a spine, molded the bones to become the frame of the ship.
0: That makes sense, actually.
2: Yeah. And then they basically took that and then just lined the inside of it with planks of wood to create the actual ship. Hmm. And to me, that was like such a great outline for like the entire aesthetic of the game is it's basically this like low technology setting or not low technology, but like this mid technology setting where you have like some forms of like steam technology mixed with this like almost um like caveman use what you can find like like feeling and that goes all the way down even into the individual like armor sets that you get where you get to equip as a character where it's like you have what you would think would be like a full metal like suit of armor of what you would picture like a classical medieval knight wearing but Mm -hmm. instead of all of it being metal there's like little bits and pieces of it that are metal. But because in this game, this monster scales are stronger than metal. The main material of the armor set is a bunch of overlaid scales. Huh, but it's scale made mail. to look like this really. But it's not. But it looks like plate mail. But it has this aesthetic of plate mail. Um, but then.
3: Friends, <laughs> oh, no. hi. I've I've gathered a few little tidbits for you. All right. All oh, right.
1: we got fun facts.
3: Yeah. Uh, fun first fact. of all, from before, Spyro's dragonfly's name is Sparks. Ooh, Sparks. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. How cool could I forget? For Spears. our retro gamers. <laughs> Um, the piece of a ship that kind of holds it together, what I'm assuming the spine would be, is called it's the keel. The keel, It's yeah. what Ooh. everything rises from. Mm. Uh, and another fun thing, I learned a new word when I was playing the Monster Hunter Rise demo, um, because they talk about something called endemic creatures, Yeah. which is like all of the little local creatures that you can find to like harvest their magic and stuff, mm-hmm. and Endemic is a real word. It refers to a species that is uniquely found in one part of the world, and that yep. part only. So you Which all is... learned some new words today. Hey. Hey, that's what, <laughs> that's what all pandemic. Pokemon
1: are. All Pokemon are that.
3: That's true. They are all endemic species. Good job. Wow. Thanks,
1: Chloe. Thank you. Does On that, that note, I th- I think that's the episode.
3: <laughs> well, that's, let me just
2: leave. We, let me we, just we leave it at this. So, like. One of the biggest things that I didn't really get a chance to cover was like, so all of that is fantastic. Those are all great things that like even just as like a single player game would be just a great experience. But one of the big draws of Monster Hunter, and this was its mission from the get go, is to create these scenarios that you can experience with your friends. Uh, So it is an online multiplayer game where you can have up to three other hunters join you on these different hunts. So say... Like Alex say or Nick say, if either of you two got Monster Hunter Rise, we could in fact like join hunts together and take down these giant creatures. Uh, it's cross-platform. Platform, right? Yeah, I was eh, gonna say. <laughs> I don't know. Well, oh, Monster Hunter Rise is only on the Switch. Mm. Oof. So uh, no, unfortunately, I don't think Monster Hunter World was either. But I'm not. Positive. I know have
1: Switch. Oh. Is it gonna? But, is it gonna? It's not. Okay. <laughs> But uh, fact checkers say no. And that
2: kind of goes into like the whole history like Monster Hunter was never like it, it was never really intended to be like a big game. Like it it's whole its main audience never was really supposed to be like outside of like Japan. Uh, hmm. But it gained a huge following once it released onto like mobile consoles. It's so, like it originally started on like PlayStation 2. Then it went to the PSP mobile consoles in japan are fucking huge like that is how most of them like will game is on like a mobile console and Hmm. because of like the really dense uh population it was like you could just hop on the train pop out your psp play monster hunter and then like with three other people on the train you'd go on a hunt that you three other people that you have never met before Hi, I don't want to do
3: my whole intro again, but <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise is only on the Switch. Mm-hmm. It, so it might out. be added to PC. It's yeah. being talked about, but not is it yet. Is
1: face. the first Monster Hunter cross- cross-platform? The first
2: one?
3: Let's find out. Well, the first Excellent. one
2: came out on the PlayStation 2. Oh,
3: my God. So how many
1: have there been?
2: That's uh, a- there's been a lot. <laughs> uh, um, so you many. have no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Freedom, Monster Hunter 2 uh
3: Monster Hunter World has no form of crossplay. Okay, and that would okay. have been the
2: most recent one that would have had crossplay. Said face. Gotcha.
1: Yeah.
3: Thanks, Chloe. You're welcome.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> but yeah, so there, there's tons and tons and tons of games. Like they've made like over I don't know, probably over like ten to fifteen of them between ones for like dedicated at home consoles and ones for like your Nintendo DS. Uh, right. Or your PSB, which like it didn't get popular in the US until they came out with one for the Nintendo DS, because that was like one of the first like easy, like large scale, like everyone that we knew, like ever owned a Nintendo DS that had like really easy to use uh, Wi like Wi-Fi, like cross play. Mm-hmm. You did not uh, have to have
1: the, the weird cord.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it just that's when it, everything kind of exploded, because the big thing that really makes monster hunter really really fun is being able to do all the stuff that I talked about before but being able to do that with two or three of your closest friends.
0: That's awesome, yeah. man.
2: And it doesn't feel like you that. to play
0: online, does it? Nope, there's not. Check. That's another one. Yeah,
2: if you want to, you Love can play that. through the entire thing by
1: yourself. Very cool. Mhm. Great. Any, any final words? It's a game about playing with your friends and killing Pokemon. <laughs> uh, we're going to go... <laughs> Shaking my ahead. head once again.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I'll take that as an accurate summary. Yeah.
1: Alright, cool. <laughs> we're going wow. uh, to throw it into our promo section, uh, but before we do, I of course want to take a second to thank the Scene Snobs network of podcasts for allowing us to enter their family, and they've been so supportive. We've gotten a lot of great connections through them. We have a lot of very cool stuff coming up um, in the near future uh, with different shows from the network joining us, us joining them. Um, and you can keep up with all that, uh, on our many social media that have been going across the screen, uh, intermittently throughout the episode but uh, if you miss any of our guest spots on any other episodes uh, such as other shows on the Scene Snobs Network uh, you can catch those on our YouTube channel which has been fully updated and integrated into our brand and our website but if you go on YouTube you look up entertain this you're going to see our logo you already know what our brand looks like just look for that and you'll find all of our past episodes as well as some guest spots that we did on other shows uh, and those guest spots would not have been possible without the scene snobs network so we want to thank them so much for having us on their uh network and allowing us to continue making this show uh and get us out there so people watch because that 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 is part of the fun it's having mm-hmm, people watch mm-hmm. it so that being said we'll throw it into promos we had a couple of promos for some shows in the network um after that we'll be back for nick to do a quick this
2: Yemi. Hey, Hey, Brian. What do Robin Hood, Vlad the Impaler and Mothman have in common?
3: IDK. What?
1: Well, they're all topics on our podcast mystery, where each week we discuss a new myth and the history behind it. That's myth story with an IE. See you then. Hey, we're back! Welcome Hi. back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed those promos. I'm sure you guys are getting used to them. Um, we're hopefully gonna get some new ones coming up here real soon. But uh, Nick, you hosted last week where we talked about uh, SimCity as well as some other simulation-based games, mm-hmm. and uh, of course the amazing work of Mr. Wright. Uh, we have we have Mrs. Price, but he's Mr. Wright together. They make the prices right, I guess. Anyway, that was a terrible joke. No, it wasn't. So please take over so I can shut my mouth. Nick, let's do a quick this.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess if I got your timer set set up. Yeah, I got you. I don't have a timer. Okay. Well, somebody has one. I got one. Anyways, this topic that I'm about to talk to you about, not to, is, uh, well, dovetails into the topic that we just talked about quite nicely, actually. But to start, let me pose a non-rhetorical question. This is one that you can answer. Um, but what I'm are so the glad three you basi- clarify
1: that now. Yes,
0: I have to. I really do. What are the three basic things you need to survive?
1: Food, water, shelter, next.
0: Done. It. Okay. So you probably said food is one of them. I so did. What food, water, la- shelter. <laughs> when was the last time that you were truly, really hungry?
2: <laughs> Ooh, Probably about like two hours ago i hadn't eaten michael in like three I, knew the, hours, I knew that i knew that you were
1: gonna fucking say sometime today that's <laughs> that's I'm how a, our i'm a I hungry
2: know. boy
1: i would so, say the last time i was truly hungry was probably on a camping trip i went on where they mm. were making gross stuff and oh, somebody yeah. caught something on fire and <laughs> just like being trapped in the woods and not being able to just go to like mcdonald's if you're hungry can really mess
0: you up It sucks, right? Mm -hmm. Being out in wilderness and you're you're starving, you're like, ah, I got to get some food, but there's no food around me. Uh, Humanity, of course, has got it good in this day and age. We uh, compared ourselves to the caveman ancestors millions of years ago. We don't have to hunt or grow or kill monsters or anything like that to get food. We just hop in our car, head on down to Krogs, and there's all our food. But imagine finding yourself in a situation when you have to live outside of the logistics of society, when you have to survive until further notice without any supplies and just the clothes on your back. Luckily enough, there's a show that you can watch to show you how to do just that, and it's called Survivor Man. Mm. So, why is Survivor Man such a good show? It's not really sensationalistic, heavy, heavily edited, or even scripted, but there is always the impending sense of doom that you feel for him as he adventures out in the wilderness. It's as real as a show gets. Very much alone, and he's very much vulnerable. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, not to Is this he degree. Naked and alone?
0: No, no. He's got see. clothes on most of the time. Different show, different show, different, different show. But that's a spinoff. He started it. Don't forget it. Did did he? Yes, I'd argue that he did oh. start the survival horror TV genre show.
1: What about yeah, Bear him. Grylls?
0: Nope, we're not going to talk about him. <laughs> <Nope>.
1: <laughs> <Briefly>. <laughs> he disproves my point, and I will not allow that. <laughs>
0: But uh, wrapping your mind around anything this daunting can be very difficult. Surviving is more of a mental game, if anything else. You've Got to find food. You got to find shelter, and you got to find water as fast as possible without injuring yourself. This show serves to de-romanticize the Robinson Crusoe type of type of uh, survival, as opposed to the cold, harsh realities of survival. Now, let me briefly squash the beef that I know is about to rear its ugly head once I mention Survivor Man. Yes, I know about Bear Grylls and his show Man vs. Wild. He had it scripted, <laughs> <laughs> but he's the the guy in the meme with the overcome, adapt, and survive template, mm-hmm. right? Let me tell he's you, he's the
1: dude who drank his own piss, so he's discredited.
0: He's a poser. Les Stroud, aka <laughs> Survivor Man, can have flesh eating bugs on him and still out survive him any day. He doesn't have a camera crew or support team or anything like that with him. Once he's dropped in a location, that's it. He's surviving there, mm-hmm. just him and the viewer, and his, you know, cameras that he totes around with him. Let me tell you, it's some high-quality footage that he has on this show, but he knows what he was doing with the camera, as opposed to these YouTube vlogger types who use the new iPhone XS with the front camera mode. So let me briefly go over the show's premise, if I haven't already. In each episode, Lester Oud places himself in a unique survival situation. He remains calm throughout, and is uh, described as being vital to survival. It's important not to lose your head under any circumstances, regardless of what circumstance you find yourself in. He's kind of the Canadian Bob Ross of roughing it, almost. Throughout the episode, Stroud, Stroud narrates to the camera almost like a daily vlogger commenting on his physical and psychological physiological state and providing survival tips and making jokes in his typical dry humor, drawing upon his local knowledge and guidance. Stroud also shows the audience how to find valuable resources of nourishment to avoid dangerous or unhealthy ones, and to utilize them appropriately and efficiently. And get this, Stroud's survival situations in his show are reported to have helped numerous people in real-life situations who have found themselves stranded in the elements. And in the end, it's not about man versus nature. The better question is, how can we better connect with nature in harmony? And I think my time is almost up, so I will skip to the last paragraph of my script, (laughs) and knowing... Is half the battle. He's still out there sleeping on rocks for a whole week and filming it all, but not for Survivor Man. He's out doing some stuff. Rest assured, you can find all his episodes on the YouTube page link in the show notes. I would never really voluntarily put myself into this survival situation. I'm happy right here in my chair, fully fed and mostly hydrated. But that's why we've got these shows like Survivor Man to watch someone else survive for my own entertainment. And you're all sitting there watching me, asking you to entertain this. <laughs>
1: Dun, 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 the more um. you know. <laughs> yeah. One, one of the big things
2: that I remember him talking about was like I used to be super into both of those shows like Man vs. Wild and Survivor Man was like they're great. But the thing that really sold me on Survivor Man was that like because he has to set up the cameras himself to get the shots. If he wants to get like a shot of himself crossing like a fallen over tree over top of like a raging river that he's going to cross instead of wading through the river. He has to cross it once, set up his camera, go back, cross it again as if it was the first time again. So he's yep. like instead of him like undertaking these feats like Bear Grylls jumping into like a frozen lake and then like having his like, camera crew give him like a heated blanket or something like <laughs> he is like undergoing these like really dangerous tasks. Not just once, but twice and possibly three or four times just to get the right camera shot, which like, yeah. oh, so much
0: respect. All Canadian badass. That's what mm-hmm, we call them mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Canada it seems like one of those places where if you're inside of society, then you're really safe and everyone's super nice because yeah. Canadian. Mm-hmm. But if you're out in the Canadian wilderness, you're basically fucked. So <laughs> like, good luck. But they're also very nice. you seen a fucking moose in person?
0: Oh, yeah, they're tall. They're very big. Oh yeah, mm- I've been moose ten feet, feet like, from one. Oh. <laughs> I see for one on a like, hike.
2: Yeah, it was fucking terrifying.
1: The tip of their <laughs> antler like touches the tip of like the the top of a semi truck. Like mm-hmm. that's how big fucking moose are. And that's, that's nuts. Huge. like for they're me huge, dude. for me like
2: I'm 6'4, the bottom of its muzzle of like where like where the end of its neck is was
0: the top of my head. That's big. Yeah, big it's boys. a big boy. Big old animal. If you're out, and there, that was a female. Jeez, you know, pack heat, man. <laughs> you're out in this, like pack some. You better have your thing on you. Those <laughs> you things are fucking things.
1: huge for yeah, sure.
0: Luckily enough, you right. know how to survive in those situations, and you know to be nice to the moose because he's just out there trying to, you know, find monsters yeah. and uh get their get their goods and make nice, armor out of it.
1: Be
2: nice and walk away. You know Talk about Monster way. Hunter.
1: <laughs> Tie it all together, baby. That's what it's all about. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys again for spending an hour of your precious time this week with us three gumshoe dumbasses as we wave the waters of entertainment, bringing you all things entertainment. Uh, as always, if there's something that we haven't yet covered on the show that you'd like us to look into, uh, our guest this month, uh, did exactly that with us. So they're coming on the show to be a guest expert and talk to us about, um, a movie that they suggested we all watch, Mm -hmm. which we all still have to watch boys do your homework. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have something that you want to see us do, I can't guarantee you a guest spot, but you can reach out to us. Uh, Our email is entertainthispodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on our Instagram. Our username is entertainthispodcast. You can also find us on Twitter. We're entertain underscore this. Again, check out our YouTube. It is newly renovated, so go check that out. Um, And you can join our Facebook group at podcast entertain this if you guys have any other questions or you want to just find an easier way to find all of our stuff and get connected with us you can go to our website it's www.entertainthis.net we ask you to entertain us so we can entertain you and you can entertain this we'll see you next friday bye,
0: see you. bye. This episode of Entertain This was written by Michael Savoya, with additional commentary from Nick Mustakangas and Alex Steele. Our showrunner is Chloe Price. Our theme music is Rushable by Aaron Spencer, with additional interstitial music by DJW. Tune in every Friday for new episodes, and thanks for listening.